Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful, sexy, steamy Studio City, California, this is Three Things here. On the Knapsack Files podcast feed, I'm Kat Knapsack. Thanks for tuning into this show. It's a little bit different than the normal interviews. It's just me talking to you about the three things on my mind for this episode. I can't say every week. I missed last week's show. I was out of town, or actually out of my studio, in downtown Los Angeles for Kamikaze. Thanks for those that came out for the Schmoes No panel and for the Attack of the Star Wars Comedy Quiz Show panel hosted by Joseph Scrimshaw. A lot of you came out for that, and it was great. Um, I also, I, I actually brought my gear to record on the road. I had plenty of time alone in a nice, fancy hotel room, and because that's how I roll. And I fully intended to record uh, an episode of Three Things on the Road, Um, but I got sick. I've actually been sick for about three or four weeks now. A lot of stress and pressure at the job over at Screen Junkies just this morning at the uh, time of this taping. We announced our big project, Screen Junkies Plus. Please look it up if you're a fan of Screen Junkies and just movies and TV in general. Look up Screen Junkies Plus. It's what I've been pouring my heart into for the last three or four months to get ready for you out there in the public. It's an awesome service. It is a network uh, because that is the way the industry is going. YouTube is changing. Uh, TV is changing. Cable is changing. So Screen Junkies Plus is our new network. Uh, I digress with a little advertisement there. But I, uh, I've been sick because of that. And, and last week, um, by the time I got back to my hotel room after the Schmozno panel, I could do little more than crawl into my nice fancy hotel bed and watch the World Series and some football and try desperately to sleep, so I wasn't able to record three things last week. But that's okay, because it might have been a bit of a downer episode, because I was I was in a downer mood uh, by myself. On my Halloween, now I'm a solitary person. I do like my solitary times, my solitary self-confinement, but as I said in the last episode, I sometimes worry that I'm getting too comfortable with it. Uh, downtown L.A., I was there. Um, I, I ended up on Halloween night... Just going out for drinks by myself to uh, the El Compadre Bar right across from the Staples Center. And I spent Halloween alone at a bar drinking. Play your sad violin music, if you will, and if you want. But actually, it was okay. There's there's something liberating, too. Uh, This is not the topic of today's show. But it's something. there's something liberating about being able to go to dinner by yourself, to a movie by yourself, to drinks by yourself. There is something... Uh, that is comforting in its own right. Maybe it's something you don't want to get too used to like I have. Uh, as I uh, record this, I'm leaving in a short while to go see Spectre by myself um, because that's what I like to do. 
Um, but uh, last week it would have been kind of a negative show. It would have been three things I hate about hate or hate about love or something like that. But uh, I got to tell you, this week, uh, I'm glad we waited because this week what I want to talk about is actually indirectly suggested by a listener named Mark McGee from Portland, Maine, who wrote me on Facebook, on the Knapsack Files Facebook page. Wrote some nice encouraging words, and uh, he's a few years older than me, and he was talking about how uh, how kind of uh, nice it is, uh, you know, to hear some positivity out there, and, and how he too struggles with getting older and accepting it, and it got me thinking of what I want to talk about. What are the three things on my mind? And this week, the three things on my mind are the three things that I like about getting older. I'm coming up on 40. That's old to some of you, that's young to some of you, and that's very young to some of you. And to some of you, it's very, very old, mostly the women I try to date. Um, but uh, for uh, for me, it's an, it's an interesting age. It's a big age, to be sure, but I was more scared of 30 than I am 40. And that there's something to be said for that. There's something to look into and find out a little bit more what that means. And that's what this this show today is going to be about. The three things I like about getting older. Uh, let's dive right in. Number three, being able to accomplish the things you wanted. Uh, now, what I mean by that, I'll tell you a little story. My old job when I was in my mid-20s, my day job that I that I was stayed into far too long, 17 years. And this was at the, like five-year point of being in the job, and I was already tired and burnt out and upset that my dreams and goals in Hollywood hadn't been met yet. Oh, if I only had known the long road ahead of me. Patience, young Padawan, patience. But it was at that time, one of my bosses, the director of security at the time, a guy named Dave, who was a retired uh, sheriff deputy, had injured out um, and had to retire early, and he was a security director for us, and he was a great guy. Um, uh, interesting character, to say the least. And uh, he he turned to me one time. He was, at the time, was about 43 or 44 years of age. And we were just, we'd get in some deep discussions. He, he really liked me, took me under his wing, was always trying to find out why I couldn't talk to women, why I wasn't successful in that regard. Um, and he... He, I remember at one point he just he just turned to me and he said, you know, I'm in my 40s, mid-40s, coming up I'm in 40s, and I got to tell you, my 20s were okay. You're young. You had fun. My 30s were good, married, started to have children, career didn't go the way I wanted, but I had it. He goes, but in my 40s, this is the best decade yet. And, and I was blown away by that because at the time in my mid-20s, I mean, this to me seemed – that's like 20 years ahead and and how could that be better? Because I've got youth on my side. I've got I've got all these things going for me, right? I mean, youth is king. And he's and he said very clearly, it's not because I now at forty, I have I have the money, I have the family, I have the support, I have the wherewithal, I have the I have what I need to do what I want, to accomplish what I want. It's all there. And it wasn't just material things he was talking about. He was talking about. About uh, the strength and the, the determination and, 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 and just the lack of – a little bit lack of more, more fear, and you can certainly still have fear at any age. But he said it, it was starting to come together, and all those things you worked for, you, you couldn't maybe get when you were younger because you, you didn't have the money or didn't have the time, and you had to work a day job you hated, and he's saying this to me. And, and he said, but in my 40s, I'm starting to accomplish all the things that I wanted to to be, and also on just on a pure material basis, he said, look, I, he had just bought a Harley motorcycle, because that's what you do in your mid-40s, of course, right? And he said, I wanted it, so I bought it because I could. And that was something I couldn't do even in my 30s, and definitely couldn't do in my 20s. Yes, there's some people out there that things come early, 
But this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. That's me saying that, not him. And those words always stuck with me. And as I hit my early 30s, I started to realize how bad my 20s were. And as I'm coming out of my 30s, and things are, are a lot different for me than they were four, five, ten years ago. I'm a lot different than I was four, five, ten years ago. Definitely 15 and 20. There's still some very solid through lines. There's still some things I battle. The depression, the solitude, the loneliness that comes from my self-imposed solitude, my love of sugar. Those are things that, of course... We're always, we are who we are. We're going to be uh, those things for a while, and you've got to know, and you've got to work on them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But definitely, as I approach my 40s, it's right around the corner. I fear not this age because uh, it, it's, first of all, age is definitely not what it used to be. 40 for my parents was way different, and 40 for my grandparents was way different, though my grandparents on my dad's side are still alive at 92, and still independent, and still on their own. Knock on wood that that's the direction I go in. Um, but but 40 now, it doesn't scare me. But again, it's doesn't, it doesn't scare me not just because of it. Uh, uh, you know, we're living in a time where people are living longer. It doesn't scare me because I'm looking at the next few years and they are brighter than I would have expected. And that's one thing, too. When you're young, when you're in your 20s or, or earlier... And you hear 35 or 40. Those are old ages. They're intimidating numbers. 30 is an intimidating number. 35, 40, 45, 50 is an intimidating number. But you know what? When I hear someone is 50, 51, 52 years old, it does not scare me as much as it did. Because you realize something, and I'm speaking directly to the youth in America who are listening to this podcast now. So all 10 of you. Um, age, man, it isn't what you think it is. And when you get to, I feel the same Things have changed in me emotionally, blah, blah, blah. But I feel the same. These eyes looking out to you, they feel the same from the inside. I don't feel any different uh, than I did when I was younger. Physically, things things change for certain. It's, it's a little harder to get out of bed in the morning. I'm already starting to go pee a couple more times than I'd like to at night. Those things happen. I get it. I get it. I get it. But the same token. I hit the gym harder than I ever did in my 20s. When I had the the strength and energy to do that, I didn't. Uh, I'm doing it more now than, than in my early 30s. And I'm in a, in a, on a career path that finally clicked. Things finally clicked, not just because of some dumb luck that's always a little bit, but it clicked because I finally got over some of the things holding me back. I finally concentrated on one area. I finally took a chance when I might not have taken a chance just five years earlier. And so I'm starting to be able to accomplish the things that I always wanted. And some of that includes just simple material things. I just bought myself a PS4. And you're saying, well, didn't those come out last year, Ken? Yes, but I had a PS3 that worked perfectly fine. And so there was no need for me to change it, no need for me to get rid of it, no need for me to donate it to someone in need. But I just ordered myself a PS4 because I felt I earned it with my hard work the last couple months of Screen Junkies Plus, building that new service. Um, and I could afford it. For the first time in a long time, I could afford it, and I earned that. I, I earned that through a little bit of just age, a little bit of growing older and working hard at a career. And I do work hard. And it's kids, you got a wig hat, but I do work hard. So at 39, I was able to treat myself to something that even at 36, 35, 34, 30, 25, definitely, I could not have treated myself. And that's one of the things I love about getting older. 
because there's things that I've always wanted to do, and now I have a better chance of doing it. When one of my good friends' uh, little brother, who, who I'm, I'm close with as well, but one of, one of my good friends had, I was at his brother's birthday party, and he was he was turning nineteen. He was nineteen. And he was turning twenty, and I was uh, I I was uh, thirty thirty one at the time myself, and I. Um, <laughs> I, I turned to him, and, and literally, we're at his uh, late grandparents, uh, late grandfather's house, and um, and the whole family's there, and they're singing happy, happy birthday. The cake is going, the candles are 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 aflame, and I turn to him and I whisper loudly. Uh, I said, "Welcome to the tw- your twenties, the worst decade of your life." I would later, uh, he later asked what exactly I meant by that, and I was like, "Because you, in your twenties." For most people, again, sometimes if you're a major league baseball player who gets called up to the big leagues at 22 or uh, you're a young actor and you get get a, a big part or maybe you're even a successful YouTuber who's talking about video games at 19 and you're multimillionaire. That doesn't happen for everybody. For the normal people out there, of which I am, uh, the 20s are the decade in which you have all the dreams, you have all the visions, you have all the goals, and you have maybe the energy to do it, but you just don't have the resources all the time. I had to work a job I hated. I had to do that thing that kept me away from the stuff I loved. But then uh, I also wasted some of that time too. But that's what I said about the 20s. The 20s, you're spent, you have the vision, you see it all off in the horizon, you see it in the distance what you want, but you can't quite reach it and it becomes very frustrating. And part of it, too, you feel you have youth on your side. You feel you have time on your side. And believe me, it goes quick. I'm already here. I just moved to L.A. in my brain, and that was 18 years ago that I moved to this town. And I sometimes look out from these eyes, and I still think I'm the same person. So you think you have time, and you don't. That's why I always say to people in your in your 20s, yeah, you're going to want to party. You want to have a lot of fun. You're going to want to be young and crazy. But you know what? You can be young and crazy just as well, if not better, at 32, and now maybe even 42, with a little bit of responsibility infused, I would hope, at 42. But you can still be all that stuff. Work harder in your 20s. And it will come quicker. Work harder in your 20s. Do not fall in love with your free time. Someone asked me once, how do I be successful? Which is a weird question to ask me. But I said, let me ask you this. Do you like your free time? Do you value your free time? And he said, yes. And I said, don't. If you're in your 20s, work extra hard. Because you're going to have the time later. You don't think about it. You think by the time you're 32, you've got to be settled down and serious and this and that. And, and that's part of it. And you could be and you maybe should be in some cases. But work hard because in your 30s, you're still going to have time. You're still going to have go time, the, the time to go be with your friends. You're still going to have all those fun trips and fun things ahead. It's one of the mistakes I did. And I wasn't a crazy partier and everything. I just thought if I if I came home from work and it was a hard day at work at this day job I hated, woe is me, and I had the choice between hanging out with my friends in the apartment and maybe playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 or working on a script or working on a stand-up act or maybe uh, supplementing my training at the Groundlings by joining another improv troupe or something, I would choose the video game. And that is not something that I did in my late 30s and definitely not something I'm planning to do in my 40s. Though in my 40s, I'm hoping I have a little more time to go have a little more fun.
The second thing I love about getting older, and I started this by saying the things that I like about getting older, but if you notice, I'm starting to say things I love about getting older. The second thing is knowing my strengths and knowing my weaknesses. You really start to know yourself by this time. Not that there can't be changes, not that there can't be a little bit of wanderlust. I mean, as long as there's U2 songs, I'm going to have a little bit of wanderlust. But now at this age, I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And what changed for me in my late 30s was highlighting those strengths, concentrating on those strengths, building on those strengths, and knowing my weaknesses, which meant maybe it was something I should avoid, maybe it was something I knew I should work harder at, or maybe it was something that I shouldn't focus on as much if I just can't do it. Some of that came with, for me with writing, screenwriting, acting, sketch comedy, stand-up comedy. Along the way in my 30s, a lot of those things started to drop off. Not that I was bad at, at some of them. I'm actually a pretty damn good writer. I'm a good punch-up joke guy. Um, Stand-up comedy, uh, if you've listened to me for long enough, you know I love to hate it. But it is something that I was good at at times. And if I had concentrated fully, I could have been better. But I knew it was time to walk away from it at one point. Because I knew my weaknesses. And I started to understand my strengths. So some of it, for me, was learning that me and a microphone... Not on a stand-up stage, but in a broadcast situation and in a podcast situation, me and the microphone have a pretty good relationship. It isn't the best out there, but it's one that I know is a strength. Producing in terms of organizing people's thoughts and organizing live shows and, and being able to keep people on track and help them creatively. Uh, that was something that I started to realize I had a strength on. And a lot of that came from realizing that the day job I hated for so long and which I became, uh, uh, became, uh, started to become promoted and eventually was a manager and, and eventually ran 50 people, uh, never mind the industry or the title. I, I, I was a boss. I was a leader. I was a guy in charge of people's livelihoods and careers. Some I fired. Some I promoted. Some I changed. Some were lost causes. Some I didn't like. Some loved me. Some hated me. But I learned through that time 12 years of being a manager of how to do it, how to run things, and how to run people. So that became a strength. And actually, at some point, I stopped fighting the day job I hated and started to embrace it. And right at that moment was when it changed, when my, my job went away. And I took those skills that I now knew were strengths that I wasn't want running away from. And I was able to take those into a new field and take a leap and combine it with my creative side. That was me knowing my strengths. And even though I was taking a leap and still am taking a pretty giant leap, over into a creative field as a, as a, as a producer showrunner for Screen Junkies Plus. That's a list. That that that's a that's a that's a leap. But I know it comes, even though it's a risk. I know it comes from a point of of personal strength. And if it was something, if I had sat down with Andy Signor back in July to have my first meetings with Screen Junkies. And if what he had laid out before me, that I, if it was something I knew in my heart was an actual weakness, and that decision was not based on fear on my part, that if I looked at it and could kind of think and say to myself, you know what, this isn't right for me, and I'm not right for you, I wouldn't have taken that risk, and it would have been, wouldn't have been a needless risk that could have hurt me in the end. 
But because I knew my strengths, because as I got older, I started to know myself more and knew where I was good at and knew where I could change and actually make a change and not just make a false change or a temporary change, knowing all that allowed me to take the biggest professional leap in my life that has so far changed my very existence and changed my outlook on a lot of things. So that's number two on the list of things that I like slash love about getting old. But the number one thing I love slash like slash love again about getting older is quite frankly that I'm still alive and there's a lot more to come. Knock on wood. We don't know when we're going. Be right with your maker. We do not know where we're going. We, we have so little time on this earth. And in 2015, I saw some people die. People that I knew from afar. But they went. And I saw people, friends of friends go. Young. We don't know. So, as much as sometimes getting older is weird, bizarre, kind of sucks. I mean, my left knee clicks a lot more than it used to. My lower back, since a, a 2010 professional wrestling injury, has never felt the same. And I get up in the morning and it hurts. And like I said, there's a lot more trips to the bathroom than I'd like. There's a lot more gray hair in my beard and a lot less hair on the top of my head. There's a lot of things that I don't like about getting older. When I see my 92-year-old grandfather, and I look, he's still up and going, but he's got no cartilage in his knee. He's got prostate problems. Sometimes you can look at that and you can think, oh, take me now, Lord. But really, at the end of the day, I'm glad to be alive because at my young age, there is still, hopefully, Lord willing, much more to come. And if you're at 51, if you're at 61, if you're at 71, if you're Harrison Ford at 72, 73, there's still more to come. One of my old bosses in my day job uh, took the job. Uh, uh, it was his, uh, he was 68. He was blessed with good genes. I probably actually legitimately thought he was 56, and when he revealed his age of 68, I was, I was shocked. Again, some of that's just good genes, but most of it was because his attitude towards life never had changed. Oh, sure, he'd joke, he'd say some things accidentally about, uh, instead of t uh, sending an email, he'd tell me to send a teletype. Um, he uh, uh, didn't, uh, he called fax, uh, he, he called a fax machine an egram or an email an egram. We used to always make fun of him of that, call him Grandpa Larry. But he still was, he still had a smartphone. He still was looking at new technologies. He might not have known how to work Facebook as good as my five-year-old uh, niece, but he was damn well going to try and damn well going to embrace it. He still is. And he still hit the hit gym every day. He still tried to be active. Again, uh, it, it, was, it was a lesson for me from a source I would not have thought. If someone teach me age truly is just a number, and uh, he's still going strong now, 72, 73, and yeah, the body ain't what it used to be. But he's still alive, and he still has a lot more going. He's, he's working on his second retirement. He's retired twice, and he's still going. He'll have a third one. And he and his wife still take trips, and he still tries to learn new things, and he still goes out to hike. He still goes out to golf. He still goes out to live. He was a police officer for, for about 30 years. He started an acting career in the middle of that, and has appeared in movies. He became a talent manager on the side. He, he never stopped moving the ball forward. And that's the, the greatest thing about getting older. That just means I'm still here, and you're still here, and we shouldn't fear it. 
Are there some difficulties? Absolutely. Are there some trials ahead? Absolutely. But you are still alive. I'm just catching up on the show Deadwood from about 10 years ago on HBO. Al Swearingen, Ian McShane, in season two, gives a, v a very similar speech about if you ain't dead, you're still going, you're still alive. That's a lesson uh, we all can learn, and that is the number one thing I love about getting older is it means I'm still here. I'm still in the fight. I've still got things to come. There's still much more to learn. There's still much more for you to learn. And the best can still be ahead. These may be dark days, or you may be in your 20s struggling to make it, and you've got three jobs because you have a kid, and you weren't planning on it, but you wouldn't do anything to change having that kid now, but you are working three jobs for it. Or maybe you're stuck in a career you didn't expect you get stuck in. Or maybe you suffered a loss. Maybe you suffered a death in the family. Maybe you're battling a sickness. Maybe there's something that you didn't want to happen that's happening to you, but as long as you're still alive, you still got a shot. Remember last Mohicans? Stay alive. I will find you. One of my favorite movies. I digress. That is the most important thing about getting older. Is you're still here, kid. You're still here. So that's three things for this week. You can always follow me on Twitter, at Ken Knapsack. That's same for all social media platforms of which I'm a part of. Instagram, the Facebook fan page, Periscope, Vine, if you uh, want to stare at a blank page. Uh, no Snapchat yet, and probably still remain. But follow me, and uh, if you've got something to say about these three things, or you've got your own three things you want to add that you like about getting older, just hashtag uh, to me at three things with the number three, the three things, and we can have a conversation about it. The Knapsack Files podcast feed is available on iTunes and Stitcher. If you're on iTunes, do me that favor. Subscribe, rate, and review. We're on Podomatic as well. Thank you so much for following me along in all my journeys, including Force Center. The Force Center podcast feed is going strong. Force Center pod. Follow it on Twitter. Subscribe on iTunes. Me and Joseph Scrimshaw and pretty soon Jennifer Landa and other guests are going to be uh, we're talking Star Wars with you over there because it is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. If you were listening to Spotlight Star Wars on this podcast feed, that is where it is now. Force Center on iTunes and at Force Center Pod on Twitter. But this uh, this has been an edition of the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. So until next time, what are your three things? 